Hello and welcome to Sunny Side Up. My name is Mithul Shah, CEO of Demand Matrix. Sunny Side Up is 15 minutes of concentrated analysis and advice from startup founders, B2B marketers, sales and product leaders. Today I'm joined by a very, very phenomenal entrepreneur and a technical leader, Nishit Jain. Nishit, welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, Nishit, while having a conversation, I was very intrigued during the conversation that uh, sometimes the attempt towards going to a startup is deliberate. Sometimes you ha- you know you stumble upon that, and it seems like your journey was a later you know type as opposed to the the previous one. Do you want to tell us you know, a little bit about your journey and how did you you know get started and how did you come about you know joining a startup? Yes, uh, so my journey started from bigger companies, the well-known brands, but uh, I was kind of forced to shift and I got upon this opportunity to join a startup and that was the first time when I was forced, but the second was a calculated decision. Hmm. Uh, to join a startup again. No, but what was interesting for me was that you know that you started the uh, you know larger companies and you know there were layoffs or the yes. the division got shut yes. down, yes. Uh, and that essentially you know kind of forced you you know yes. into looking into different opportunity and you started with a startup. So many people in general would be way more you know uh, risk averse in that situation, right. but you chose to take even bigger risk with that shutdown and took this as an opportunity to join a startup. So that was kind of very intriguing. Um, would love to you know understand a little bit about that. So uh, the first thing was uh, I wanted to shift in the technology space itself. At mm-hmm. that point, I was somehow kind of done with the the multimedia background that I was coming in. Mm-hmm. I wanted to expand myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I was getting that ex- opportunity. And secondly, uh, I got to see that uh, it's a startup, but it is almost hundred odd people mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a kind of a big enough company. It's not that small, uh, and as well as it is surviving, it's surviving since last five years. Mm-hmm. So I got a little more confident. Uh, it was not so difficult for me to like be scared of joining a small company, as well as I was motivated by some of my relatives as well who have their own startups here in Pune. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to join small companies. There's no harm. Hmm. So at that point, I was little, little bit uh, maybe at the back of my mind. I was a little skeptical. Hmm. But then, as soon as I got into the company and I got uh, uh, got to understand the pace at which they're working, I was wow. And was that a good wow, or there was like was, holy shit, I gotta work so much? <laughs> no, it was a good wow. Seriously, it was a good one. Interesting. So, like in in a you know India is like you know it's it's a you know it's 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 a phenomenal you know place in a way that everybody's entrepreneur, but nobody wants to take a risk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially like your domain, which is so specialized, very hardware you know embedded systems, where uh, there are fewer number of companies that are essentially doing that, and there are fewer number of opportunities exist you know in that. How did you even decided that you know this is the company I want to go and work for, or this is the area I want to take a chance? And I'm sure there was a lot of uh, pressure from you know family, uh, you know, close as well as long distance family. Everybody wants to participate in that. <laughs> 
yes, there was there was some pressure from family. There was, but then uh, uh, for me it was like uh, I I want to give a try. At that point, I was thinking of okay, and maybe if it does not work out, it's okay. We'll go back to Pune or we'll go back to Bangalore. At least I'll get some job there also. So that was fine. Uh, yeah, there was a little bit of uh, concerns from immediate family, hmm. uh, but uh, I, I could, I was man. You, you were able to convince them. Convince them. Oh, okay, okay, fantastic. So I guess coming back to the startup that you know you joined a particular startup and for personal reasons you know um, you had to you had to come back and take care of the reason the personal reasons and then you you know chose to even join a smaller startup <laughs> you know than that yeah. which is which is even taking larger risk True. than that True. so like progressively you had done a salmon journey from very large company to large company to uh, largest startup to a very very emerging startup True. True. Uh, well, in this case, it was not very emerging startup as such. Mm. It was again uh, working since last three years. Mm. Uh, but like employee-wise, it was very yes, very small, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Employee strength is very small. At that time, it was 27, 28 people hardly. Right. So uh, there were a couple of factors for me to decide. The first thing was the domain. Mm. Uh, I was coming back to my own domain where I was very very comfortable. Interesting. Okay. Uh, second was the kind of roles and responsibilities I was offered. Mm. I was supposed to be on my own, mm. given a free hand, and uh, the the kind of challenges that I saw in the because I being in the domain for so many years, I knew okay this is not going to be easy. Mm. Uh, so I could foresee those challenges, and when I was on my own, I could fairly see that okay, there's nobody to hold my hand. I have to be on my own. I have to be motivated I have to be working and I have to it's, it's a serious business thirdly uh, I looked at the business side of the uh, the company operations and I was fairly satisfied that the way they were mo- the, the model they were adopting to you know, survive uh, was I, I was convinced by that as well so there was another important factor I would like to uh, and I considered it seriously uh, was the vicinity very close vicinity to my home <laughs> in Pune? So I have my flat in Aung and this company is also in Aung. It's hardly two or two, two kilometers from my my place. I said, "Wow, I don't want to waste my time in traveling, commuting." Come that on, makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> no, no, definitely. So even I, if I'm uh, compromising a little bit here, there on any other thing, it will it will be compensated already in my in in my saving in time. Which I can spend with my family or with my com- company, wherever it is, Fantastic. or with my hobby. Maybe. Fantastic! Fantastic! So there were a lot of yeah thinking and a lot of so of course it was a very very calculated decision, very but it was decision made. Okay, interesting. So when you joined your current company. Um, you were like for that team you you know you were employee number one right there was there, there was nobody else and then you just build this you know from scratch which is not easy uh, for any company but of course you know it's not easy uh, for for startups in general how did you end up doing that you know and how did, how did you end up building the team and finding that what works what doesn't work uh, when time is uh, is a luxury you cannot afford uh, well, uh, of course, uh, I had to take a little extra effort 
uh, interviewing a lot of people, shortlisting a lot of profiles, interacting with my HR on a regular basis, driving them on to getting correct profiles. Of course, there was a lot of a uh, lot of technical discussions which we had like one on one with everybody. Whom, uh, so there were multiple rounds of interviews we had. Uh, it is a tricky thing. So uh, so we sat uh, and we decided on what is what are the priorities. So we decided on like the first thing that we had, we must have is a very strong technical background. For me, the technical uh, background which I need for my kind of work was a little different from um, exactly. the others' uh, yeah. work. So I said, no, I need these, 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 these things. They said, fair enough, you test on these, these, these things. And if you are satisfied, we'll go ahead. So we hardly used to get out of, say, 20 people whom I have interviewed for the first round. We, we could barely get a, a, a one, of, one of them uh, for the next round. So that was kind of like, uh, and out of that one also, I'm not sure if they'll be turning up beyond that. Exactly. That's my point, right? That even if you're able to select one of them, there's no guarantee that they're going to join, they right? Not. They um, so slowly and steadily, I understood how they are rejecting. My seniors are rejecting. Hmm. My manager is rejecting. What's this criteria? Now, I, I already incorporate those criteria in my interviewing process. Uh, then we uh, slowly went into, you know, uh, uh, hiring freshers. So we hired some freshers, then we got some good like response from them, as in in the terms of working or the energy that they're bringing in. So now we're slowly going ahead and like hiring more freshers. But you told me that amaz this amazing story, right? That that you had to kind of go through what 180 yes. interviews or something to find three candidates. Yes. And 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 the the reason for this. Again, this is by no stretch of imagination, right? Going to 180 candidates to find three, it's it's crazy hard. Uh, but the reason you invested so much time, effort, energy, in, and money, I'm sure, is that you wanted to have the initial founding team to be the best possible True. as a foundation? True. That's So, unless we have that, mm. we cannot function. We cannot survive. Mm. We, maybe we'll be surviving for three, three months, six months. Mm. But beyond that point, we cannot afford to lose our resources cheap. But on the other side, as we're talking about, like, you know, like time is a luxury you don't have. And if, if it takes six months for you to find, I don't know, two candidates, um, you okay. know, it's okay. It's okay for yeah. me. It's okay. Um, see, one bad fish can destroy a complete pond. Mm. I don't want that bad fish in my pond. Mm. Interesting. Um, the other approach that in general, you know, you end up seeing is that, that people tend to change the platform, you know, based on the resources they're finding, right? I mean, um, you know, we have done that, right? <laughs> As to that we found a good, you know, resource and we'll, we'll, we changed our platform decisions, you know, you know, based on that. Have you thought about doing that or you have stuck to your guns and like, this is what it is and if I find it great, if not, I'll wait. We don't need to do that because uh, fortunately we have um, enough resources to you know figure out things mm. in the in whatever platforms we are supporting. We have enough re good resources. Mm. So, but in the time of crisis, probably no. It comes down to the business. 
I'll have to pay him, whoever I'm bringing in. Mm. And it is serious business. So I cannot just keep uh, you know, saying to my client that, okay, fine, I am, I lost my resource and I'm hiring a new one. And I, I cannot go infinitely to that process. So that will stabilize. I need my person to be, I, I need to be dead sure that, okay, I want this product. Mm. Interesting. So. There's one thing about hiring the best candidates, right? The other thing is about retaining them. That's the other major challenge. You know, how do you go about making sure that you know you're retaining these people and building the culture, right? You know, as part of this core team, right? Uh, well, culture uh, calls in for a greater effort from HR. Mm. Uh, of course, we are there. We are always a part of the I'm, I'm not saying that I, I'm not building the culture, I'm doing that as well. But the, the policies and the ideas come from there, primarily. They do a lot of team building activities. Uh, we have a gong, ah. which we hit. Okay. If, if somebody does a very good thing, he hits, goes and hits a gong. That's fantastic. So, and everybody claps and then we share what we did. And so that is a, is a small thing, there's nothing great. But then it brings in, okay, next time I want to hit the gong. <laughs> People are striving just to hit the gun. They're, they're striving hard to work and do something meaningful. We have built upon that culture of uh, giving those appreciations. Everybody does that. They are very open on appreciating the other guys. So if uh, if uh, somebody helps somebody, he is immediately appreciated. In a next growth meeting, you will hear an appreciation about that. That's fantastic. So uh, those are small things. but. Uh, uh, to me, I believe, uh, I think the biggest thing is communication. Mm. The more you communicate with your team or in general with everybody else, it's not just about my team that I'm communicating with. I have to communicate and I have to communicate in regular basis with all members, whether they are affecting me or not. Why? Because only when I do it, the culture is set, the other guys of my, my, the other team members of my team, they are motivated to talk to others. They see talking. Yeah. Interesting. So while our conversation, you told me this interesting story about, you know, um, how you keep yourself and team motivated. I would love uh, if you can share that with our, with uh, our Okay. So to me, it is like, as long as I have challenges, hmm. I'm motivated. I have something to do. I wake up every morning just to get solutions to my problems. When I'm sleeping, if I have not solved a problem in the morning when I wake up, I, it, it, it always is there in my head. How do I solve a problem today? What should I do? Sometimes, you know, even I can't sleep. Why? Because I'm not solving the problem. I have to solve the problem. So as long as I have challenges, it keeps you motivating. Secondly, uh, of course, uh, you have to be in your domain. So uh, I have defined a, uh, an area where I need to excel. Uh, as long as I'm working towards that ta target, mm -hmm. I'm setting those targets and to working towards them, I'm motivated. I know where I have to reach five years down the line. You cannot be motivated unless you have your aim, your objective, short term as well as long term. In all terms, what I have to do in uh, one month, six months, a year, five years down the line, ten years down the line. 
I have to set those targets, and that's that's what he's doing. What was interesting for me, you know, uh, and apart from that, is you said you create challenges for yourself mm-hmm. to keep yourself motivated. True. So at times, uh, see, our industry is such that today I may have enough of challenges, but tomorrow I may not. In that situation, how do I keep myself motivated? I propose things. I I squeeze out time, so I know that I can finish off a certain work in six hours. I finish that off, and generate ideas on how do I utilize this idea in my domain, or how do I. So I do propose a lot of things. So for example, this is a small thing. We have IT admin in our company, but then. I just poke my nose there every now and then. What are you doing? How are you doing this? How are you not doing this? And uh, eventually, we set up the entire Wi-Fi space. He was not able. He was struggling to do that, and we did it. So, creating challenges, yes, it is necessary to keep motivated. It is necessary at times to, you know, create our own problems. Fantastic. Well, I think with that, we'll we'll leave it up here. Thank you so much, Nishita. I mean, you know, coming here and, and speaking with us. It was my pleasure, completely. Thank you. Thank you.